Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of All Ball Chicago. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed. And I got the legend, the MVP veteran, the McDonald All-American, one of the top players in Chicago history, Marcus Liberty, your host. What's up, Marcus? What's going on, my beautiful people? And I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying this day. And I know what we're going to jump into, man. I already know, man. The last, the last Dizans. Yeah, man. Oh, man, I just want to hop, get right to uh, just talk about Isaiah Thomas with this whole thing, man. Our guy, our homeboy Isaiah Thomas, catching a bad rap right now, man. They ripping them to shreds, man, right now over this whole Michael um, DeMocle. You play professional ball and you know these guys. What is it, Liv? What is it? Man, Bob, I'm gonna, I, I really don't know, man. I, I, it's, some, it's some grudges that I, I think if Izell and, and Mike, you know, sit down and actually air this out, uh, whatever the case may be, I mean, I mean, of course we know what Izell did when the Detroit Pistons played the Bulls and they didn't shake hands. And it seems like it's a little bit more than that, you know. Uh, this thing escalate to uh, the the uh, Olympics, you know, not being, you know, selected. Isaiah is talking, you know, about some things, and and it's just, it's just, it's just mind-boggling to me that they having these grudges when, you know, it, it's a it's a game of basketball, you know. Right. They're supposed to bring people together, you know, and I know we that competitive drive that Michael Jordan has. And I think Isaiah Thomas have that same drive. Uh, I think I think they should come together, man, and just have a, a heart to heart. You know, let bygones be bygones and, and move on. Uh, whether you know they get together and talk about it and still disagree, then so be it. You know? Right. But I think airing out stuff and putting it out in the public, um, it just it just don't it doesn't it, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. You know, I I think it's really starting to mess with Isaiah though. I've been watching him on ESPN First Take and all of that stuff. I've been catching him. And he's just like, why is everybody inboxing me on Twitter, slamming me? You know, they act like I was trying to hurt Michael Jordan. But people don't understand. That's the way that we competed back in the 80s and 90s, Liv. It was very physical. The game was all trash talking. You know, can you speak to that? Yeah. I I was a quiet quiet guy when I played, so – People did still, you know, test me and try to talk trash, you know, but I always let my game speak, you know, for itself. And I think in certain ways, Michael Jordan did that too. He let his game speak to his, you know, you know, he didn't, he didn't get caught up in all that stuff early on, you know, he's like, but these interviews, you know, that come back out, you know, you may have said something back then in the day and these interviews come back out. And I think Mike didn't really want this uh, last dance to come out. I mean, if, uh, I knew he, he mentioned that because I think he knew he said some things on there that a lot of people probably will not like. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I agree. In, but yeah, back in the day, man, we didn't, I didn't, I didn't get into all that, man. Like all that, all the gibbering jabbing and all that stuff, man, you know. But it was very, very popular in the game though, man. It is. I mean, it is. <laughs> the physicality, right? All that, man. I mean, Michael had to endure all of that, you know, and some, 
you know, because he is the greatest, you know. I mean, he was one of the top players at the time that, you know, what, Magic and Larry Bird, when they were doing their thing, you saw it even in the uh, in the Barcelona uh, uh, Olympic Games, you know, when, 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 when Michael and, and, and Larry Bird and Magic was battling on the court, Magic talking trash to him, like, man, go on, man, it's not the Bulls, man, you know, and, and, and heating Michael up, and Michael said, you know what, I'm going to show you boys. <laughs> man, you see what Magic was saying, though? They were showing it right. Magic, like, this is not the 90s. This is not the Bulls. This is not the United Center. Y'all giving them all the calls, even in practice. <laughs> hey, hey, but that's the competitive spirit, man, you know, that Magic has, you know, and, and Michael has, you know. Michael basically was saying, man, you guys are getting a little bit too too old. <laughs> so right. I'm going to show you who's the man, you know. He did it, man. I mean, he he was balling, man. And then they, it, then it just to hear them, then they got all back on the bus because everybody, you know, it was was so tight and, and intense. And when they got back on the bus, it was quiet. Right. Nobody wanted to say anything. And then, you know, basically, so they, they started talking, man. And they got back to it and said, "Man, that's what we need from you, Mike." You know. Right. And, and they say everybody was quiet at first. And then somebody broke the ice. Like, yeah. that was a good practice. And everybody was like, yeah, man, that was real, you know? And and I think that's where we lose it with these young guys nowadays, understanding the difference in competition and being buddy-buddy. You could be buddy-buddy off the court, but on the court, man, you can't have friends, man. You just cannot have friends out there, man. And I, um, and I think that's what Mike, Mike had. Mike... I mean, he was cool with his players, but even to listen to how he challenged his players in practice, you know, that uh, just listening to that man, it, I, I'm, I'm not going to never not dislike Michael Joy because of uh, the things that he did on that court was amazing, you know, to me. And, but, you did, you know, you hear other people, you know, that say, man, like I read social media and they talking about, man, he, he got a foul mouth and he's doing this and that and he's, He's down de degrading his teammates, and he's telling them, "Don't pass the ball." I mean, people are just, you know, like going off on him, you know, on social media. <laughs> and, 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 and I think Michael—that's just his competitive drive, man. Like he—he he wants to be that alpha, man. He—he he has that, you know. A lot of people, a lot of players, don't have that, you know, that mentality, that 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 killer instinct. That I'm gonna, I'm gonna destroy you. I mean, it's even one time I heard an interview. Somebody said. Who's gonna shoot the last? You know the last shot. He's like, me. <laughs> <laughs> talk about Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley, I love Charles Barkley, man. I love the way he give it up for the guys. And the year that uh, he won MVP, Mike averaged forty, and he averaged twenty-seven. But they had a better record, and he said he deserved the MVP. But he said it was three years prior to that Mike should have got the MVP. And I think people seeing Charles Barkley now, like, man, this dude was getting some numbers. Yeah, that's why I think you could do a documentary on on, on Charles Barkley uh, just alone, you know, mm -hmm. not as a team, team as a or whatever team, but just to watch out, he was getting down. Charles Barkley got down on that basketball court, but Michael took that personally because he thought he should have got the MVP mm -hmm. you know, that year that Charles got it. He think he thought he should he got it. I mean, you saw it. I mean, even when, you know, it's like whatever Mike wants to, 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 to do to have that fuel like put inside of him, he right. uses it 
to uh, you know to dominate the other the opponents. Like right. you said, Jerry Cross said that Dan Marley was one of the best defensive players, and Mike was like, the only way huh? to show him, you know, that he's not. You know? Right. And, and, and giving that man 55 points, man, one of those games, like, I'm like, Mike is not playing. He's not, and then, not playing. Let's talk about the the, uh, the Western Conference Finals uh 92 against Charles, I mean, uh, uh, Clyde Drexler. Clyde Drexler. Oh, him, and, him, and, him and Magic saying they sat down and they was playing oh, they, at dinner or something like that. And he told him, he told Magic, I'm going to kill this boy tomorrow. Like, there's no matchup. He come out and hit eight threes or something in a row in the first quarter. I don't know if we ever hey, see another guy like this, man. Hey, to hear him talk about Clyde Drexler and, and hear how the announcers were saying that he's on that same level as Mike. Mike took that person. He took Mike, that person. Mike's like, he's not on my level, man. And I was <laughs> he sure did live. He sure did. But we didn't know all of this stuff was going on behind oh, closed doors, man. dude. We thought Mike was just, you know, balling. Right. He had that chip on his shoulder, like, man, why y'all keep trying to put people with me? Right. Right. <laughs> man. It's a cycle. <laughs> it's a cycle. Oh, so I I was watching that interview. I was watching that interview, man, about and I'm like, no, he didn't just say that. Which one? Show you that Clyde Drexler is not not with me. He's not, you know, we're close. So quit quit saying comparing us. Right. He, I mean, he came out. I think these young boys need to see that. Um, I saw somebody post on on social media, uh, Miss 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 uh, Fowler. Uh, what's her name? Miss Foster. Okay. She was saying how DJ Stewart, you know, uh, do McDonald America with Whitney Young. He was labeling Mike as a snitch, and you know, he was a bully and all of that. But they need to see that. I don't think that Mike was a snitch. I just think Mike was calling it how he see it. What you think, man? Uh, yeah, I mean, but it looks like, I mean, from the outside, people hearing it, you know, it looks like he's, you know, I think he just spoke his mind, you know, like he didn't really get caught up in who's going to, you know, say it. And I also think he didn't think that this was going to come out like this, you know, like these interviews and all this stuff that he was going through. I, I don't think they was going to, he thought that there was going to be a documentary, you know, after that, you know, all the stuff that he was going through. So he was just speaking his mind. And, and I think. Now is like, like people are really seeing behind the scenes of really what goes on. I mean, I, I think if you do behind the scenes on a baseball team, on one of the greatest baseball teams, and you have, you know, a Derek Jeters or, or whoever it may be, mm -hmm. I, I, I guarantee you you're going to hear some. You're going to hear some backlash. You don't like about what, what they saying in the locker room. Right. Now, I think that's yeah. just that's just uh, the, great, the great players. I mean. I'm sure, Liv, during your run, when you was playing ball, you find yourself sometimes heated, rod, riling up the troops, right? Because everybody oh, don't man. come with that. It does, man. I mean, I, I didn't got into fights. You know, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't push some people. I didn't, I mean, I didn't did a lot, man, but it wasn't, it wasn't nothing to, to, it's trying to, it, it was trying to keep us, you know, on that right, that right track, man, of, of winning, you know, basketball games and, and being, but I never degraded my players to a, to the, to the point where they wanted to quit. You know, sometimes right. they need you know a little push, you know, to to get them you know to where they need to be. And then to hear Michael Jordan say to Horace Grant that he was the one said, you know, that all that that information to that guy Sam Smith who wrote that book. Um, 
You say rules, I think. What's it called? You say who sent that? The book. Oh yeah, Sam uh, Smith, right? Michael said that Sam Smith wrote the book about the Jordan rules. Uh -huh. Basically letting all of the, the stuff out that it may have happened behind closed you know, closed doors. And Michael came out and said Horace Grant is the one that let that information out because he was the one that was tight with uh the writer. Oh uh, yeah, and Mike and Mike came out and said that. So that's why people keep saying he's you know he's snitching you know on certain players because of that. But uh, I don't I'm, I wasn't there, so I don't know. But but um, Michael was not perfect. We all knew that. I mean, I knew that it's no such thing as a perfect you know human being. Like meaning they do everything perfect. Yeah, he loved to gamble. You know, and he said. He said it to Ahmad that, you know what, I want to interview. I want you to interview me, and I want to tell because I, I gave everybody else the ISO treatment. Like, I didn't want to, you know, talk to anybody, but I'm going to clear my name because I'm tired of people, you know, trashing me, talking about I'm a, I got a gambling problem, like, and I'm addicted to gambling, and I can't. He said, my family is fine. We're still eating. We, I still got my houses. I'm still, you know, paying the bills. It's a, it's a hobby. It's something that I like to do. And right. He, and so he kind of squashed it. So, so but that was one of the things that they were trying to do. And then they talk about how he was being mean to the players. Um, I think they say he punched uh, Steve Kerr and, and Steve Kerr. But I think he then he said, "Don't pass the ball to a certain player." Well, Bill Cartwright. And Bill so, Cartwright told him, "If you if you say that again, I'm gonna break both your legs." I don't know if they got to that yet. Right. So. <laughs> told him if you do pass it to him you know you're not going to get the ball from me i mean it, it, it's this is something like me and you are not creating this this is right. something that came out in last dance in the last dance um and we just speaking on it you know like i think michael if i was his teammate you know i would want to learn as much as i can from him and, and try to be the best basketball player because he do he he challenges you you know to be whether you're gonna run and hide or you're gonna accept it and say, you know what, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm gonna deal with it and go out about my business. Do you think? How do you think this is gonna affect his legacy, though? Do this affect Mike's legacy? This documentary? Nah, that's already. Or uh, increase his popularity because they was lined up at a store out there in Georgia getting his new shoes. His new shoes just dropped. My uh, Bob, this is not going to do anything. He's already, it's already written. Everything's already written. What you gonna take his uh, Hall of Famer? You know he's a Hall of Famer. You gonna take that back? What you gonna take the score, the points he scored? You gonna you can't do it. You gonna take his rings back? You can't do it. <laughs> What's already written is already written about the man. So, I think if anything, yeah, it's gonna make the young cats look at it and say, man, I didn't know he was that bad. You know because I I work out kids, and and there. It's LeBron James. They'll argue me down. LeBron James is better than Mike. You know, they'll argue me down like to the T. Like, I right. think that coach. LeBron James is bigger. LeBron James is this. LeBron James didn't play with Hall of Famers. LeBron, you know, so they try to argue with me all the time about who's the better. Right. But seeing this documentary, I think helps. Yeah, it definitely helps. Uh, it lets you know how much uh, scrutiny little LeBron goes through too, because yeah. they didn't have social media back then. You know, I think uh, I was watching Shannon Sharp say Mike went two for 18 in one of those series in the playoffs. And they was like, if that had been LeBron James, man, they'd have ate him alive. I don't remember why he did. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I don't remember that.
Yeah. But I also remember that like you know, they was talking about Kobe. You know, and it's sad man, that Kobe's not here, man, to watch this documentary. Oh, man, they was in the locker room talking about Kobe, man. And it was like, man, this kid, he don't never let the game come to him. That little Laker kid over there, that's all they were saying. They were calling him the little Laker kid. They're like, man, he going at you every time, Mike. He going to try to shoot every ball. Mike like, if he shoot four shots in a row, he better, he ain't getting that damn ball from me no more. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, oh, that was crazy, bro. They was riding Kobe. It's also cool to hear Michael say that was his uh, – it was his, uh, you know, little brother. You know, Mike did say that in one of the interviews too that Kobe was his little brother. So, uh, I think that it's all funny games. I, I, you know, people used to always talk about certain people in the locker room, man, and and Kobe was just like Mike. So I don't know why Mike was, you know, talking like that because Mike, Mike shoot that thing too. Right. I think that was uh, Kobe's second year in the league, was it? A '98. He came in in '96. He came in with Allen Iverson now. Whatever class that was, he came in with them. So yeah, man, they was just uh they was lighting lighting him up. I think he was a rookie. He might have been a rookie. But you know, it was it was sad, man, that on that same All-Star game, how they sat Kobe Bryant down. Remember? They didn't play him in the whole fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean they Kobe is special, man, but I know we're talking about um... <laughs> Yeah, but you know, we had the segue. Kobe was special, man, and um, and it's sad that he's not here, man. To to really like, cause I know he would be ch- chiming in. Somebody would interview him on on certain you know conversations on certain things that people said. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not here to you know to com- you know have that conversation you know about what's going on with this uh, last well not the last two but this this past two segments on uh, the last dance. Right. Woo. Mm-mm-mm. I don't know, man. It's, it seemed like, man, they got, what, four more parts? Yeah. It's a twist, ten parts, man. And it's it's really getting heated, heated up. <sighs> I, you know how they narrating this, and you know it's going to get, you know, juicier. It's going to get a little juicier, uh, you know, towards the end. I, I know they're going to still do some stuff with Jerry Cross. I can see it. You know, I can feel that coming up. Um, Jerry Cross was a genius, though. He was. Like, a, it seemed like Mike had some. Mike had some personal stuff against Jerry too, man. Like, just it's like every time I hear him, like even with the Tony Kuko uh, situation, where him and Scotty teamed up together and said, "You know what? We gonna we gonna show this. We gonna show this kid that he ain't. He's not ready. He's not. He's not. You know, NBA material." And they went at him. I mean, what the kid only. I mean, Tony only scored what four points that first game. You know, and, and Scotty and Michael and Scotty before the game told all the players, let us handle it. Let us handle Tony, you know. And that was crazy. All because, Tony, all because Jerry Cross wanted to put him over them. Came back and said, he's the future of the Bulls, you know. And Michael and Scotty looked at it like, you talking like we done. You know, and, and every time, you know, just Jerry you mentioning Cross, that. But just mentioning that, man, this just brings back sad memories the way they blew our damn team up, brother. They blew our team up, man. Yeah. They supposed to have, Magic said this morning, I was watching him, he said they should have had 10 championships, bro. 10 championships. Well, he um, he did what he had to do, man, Jerry Krause. Yeah, Jerry Krause messed that whole I mean, team up. He 
basically was letting everybody know I, I put this team together and I'll take it. <laughs> That's exactly what he did. That's exactly what he did, man. You know, I just want to uh, dive into, uh, you know, Scottie Pippen, you know, his role with the, with the Bulls, uh, the way that he matured and the way that he turned his game around against New York and all of that stuff. And, you know, what do you say to Scottie Pippen, man, like right now as far as his legacy? Is he, is he one of the all-time – where do you rank him as far as after watching this last dance? Well, I already I always thought Scottie Pippen was, you know, a great basketball player. There's no no question about it. I mean, but you can't take nothing away from Michael either because I think Michael showed him, you know, gave him a lot of that, you know, I'm going to push you, you know, to the limit type, you know, I'm going to challenge you and, and make sure, you know, I mean, if you hear the storyline, it's always, you know, Batman and Robin. You know, mm-hmm. Batman couldn't be successful without Robin, you know, so we understand that. And I think uh, Scotty understands that. And I think Scotty is one of the best, you know, to play the game. Not because, you know, of him just being playing, just playing alongside with Michael Jordan, but to see him the way he carried himself through all those years of playing with the Chicago Bulls, taking the backlash from Jerry Krause and, 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 and people talking, man, you, you're going to get paid, but he wanted to get paid, so why are you holding out? You know, Scotty, you're not hurt, and you should be playing. So I think people look at that and, and think that Scotty is a problem child, but Scotty was one of his just due. He wanted his just due. I deserve to be paid like one of the top players in this league. And I think he never got that just due from the Bulls, you know. But I think his peers respected him as a basketball player. And, yes, he is one of the greatest basketball players in my eye. Definitely. Okay, last thing, um, the Madison Square Garden. Uh, you know Mike Wodo's old Mike's in his last game in Madison Square Garden. Did you hear when he said, man, when he took those shoes off, his feet was bleeding? bleeding. Yeah. Dude, how do you do that? Yeah. How do you play with your feet bleeding? Nah, I hooped. You hooped. I'm not playing with my feet bleeding, dude. Yeah, he actually said it, man. And I remember that a long time ago when they were playing those games, and he said that that he brought those shoes back out because that's where he first brought them out. When he, when he first got with Nike, you know, and brought them out. And so he said he wanted to end his career the same way, you know, wearing those shoes in Madison Square Garden. And to have your feet hurting like that and you still go out and ball, Man, it showed. I remember that game, man. I mean, I remember that game. He was making backward shots and all type of stuff. He could have probably, probably played in socks, man, and did his thing. <laughs> Let's see what Michael Jordan's uh, awards, because I think 1998, Michael Jordan walked away with everything, if I'm not mistaken. Michael Jordan awards for 1998. Because they won the title that year. He was the MVP of the All-Star game. And he was the MVP of the league. Yeah. And the MVP of the finals. So, Michael Jordan. Yeah. I don't think he led the league in scoring, though. Let me see. He probably could have if he wanted to. That's for sure. I mean, he's the type of player that, you know, you – 
say something that he can't win, he'll 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 show you. He will show you. Yeah, he was the MVP of the league. Real deal, man. Yeah, he but was the MVP. Did you hear that one? Did you hear? Did you hear that part? I know you did. Well, it seems like a lot of the great, the great uh, players that when they come down to these shoe deals, someone dropped the ball somewhere. You know, like Adidas had an opportunity to sign Michael, you know, Michael Jordan, and then didn't sign him. So his agent went to Nike and said, you know what? You know, we got this young fella, you know, who he's, he's, he's going to be a star. Uh, we know you are a running shoe right now. You know, if you want to get into the basketball, this would be the right guy, you know, to market, you know, and Nike bid on it. They was a startup company. I was like, wow. But I know, I know, um, who was that? How much they, they did you hear what they said they made that first year? What they oh they what they sell they they sold a hundred million or something like that. What they what they do? Man, it was all it was ridiculous. It was a ridiculous number. It was I, I want to say two hundred something million dollars. Right. That they sold off those shoes the first year. Right. And they weren't even expecting that. No, they weren't expecting. They were that. like, well, if we do two million dollars, we'll be good. Yeah, they said this kid. We gave him two. We gave him two mil to to rock him. Right. Know, and that. At the time, wasn't that was unheard of? They weren't getting that type of money, players. And they was called Air Souls or something like that. No track shoes, and they were like, "Okay, we'll Michael name them Air Jordan." The game on a whole. Yeah, Michael changed it, but Michael changed the game on a whole lot of things, man. Like, think about this. He was the, really the first one to have a signature shoe. I mean, of course, Converse did their thing with Larry Bird, Mark Aguirre, uh, Bernard King, and all those guys with those Converse weapons, but. An individual, just one guy that had his shoe, and it was called Air Jordan. That was no one was doing that, man. And that was Michael, that was monumental, bro. That was man, monumental, and it's just like uh, the perfect storm. I remember hearing him say that, like his whole career was like the perfect storm. Everything just lined up perfectly. He came to Chicago. They sucked. He was able to come in here and play right away, get money, get the shoe deal, all of this stuff, man. But his drive and his competitive nature was what led to all his success. So we definitely will never be able to say Mike cheated the game because he came out and left it all on the floor. No. He definitely he definitely changed the game, man. I mean, it, Magic and Larry Bird did their thing. And, and I think Magic and Bird took it to a, you know, a platform, and then Michael just took it to a whole nother level. But we can't. We got to slide Isaiah in there. Slide Isaiah and them did their thing for two years. Oh. We seem to lose the Detroit era with the Lakers in the Boston era. You know. Oh, I mean Isaiah, Isaiah Thomas. You know, and I think we talked about this before. Isaiah Thomas was our guy. You know, he's a Chicagoan. So we, I think, I think what everybody don't understand. A lot of people don't understand that Isaiah. That's before Mike. It was Isaiah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isaiah was Chicago, you know, no question about it. And then we get this young kid from, you know, North Carolina comes in and he, he, he balls out in Chicago. That's that was our team, Chicago Bulls. But Isaiah Thomas was still our guy, you know, no matter right. what. You know, I know people was like, Man, I know I was still acting like I was Isaiah Thomas handling that rock. I mean You had to, man. That was the thing. So so no, I never 
I never looked at Isaiah, even when he walked off the court and didn't shake, you know, well, it, it wasn't just Isaiah Thomas. It was the whole Detroit Pistons that walked off the court. So, right, and they said, Bill Lambeer said, don't shake hands. That's right. It was Bill Lambeer's idea. So I'm, I never I never looked at that and took that as a personal shot. You know, I, th- I looked at it as the whole team should have stepped up. And I think the owners and the general managers from the Detroit Pistons should have said, you know what? That was unprofessional. That was not uh, sportsmanlike. We should we shouldn't have done that. Yeah, man. Well, that was that was a good last dance, man. And I guess uh, you know. I can't wait. I can't wait to the next uh, two uh, to come up this Sunday, man. I know I haven't watched all of this one because uh, I did fall asleep, man. I was tired, man, but. I'm going to go back and watch a little bit, the rest of it. I watched the, uh, the first hour, but I didn't watch the second hour that much. So I'm going to definitely go back and watch that, man. But um, I know you enjoy watching it. And- I'm going to go, I'm finna go watch it again. I'm going to oh, tune yeah. in to The Last Dance again, man. It was uh, such a great show. So, man, we rocking, man. All Ball Chicago, Believe Podcast Network. I'm your co-host, Robert Bobby Reed. Got the legend, the MVP better, Marcus Liberty, man. What you finna be on, buddy? Man, you know, it's uh, time for me to unlace the shoes, my man. <laughs> Let's be real, man. We'll be back at it, man. Peace. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.